You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think the biggest thing right now is I think the easy way out is just ask for a trade. Um, You know, there might be a time... Maybe. Uh, I really haven't thought about this, but, uh, you know, when I signed that contract, I, I'm loyal. You know, I want to win the championship here. And, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's mainly. I think the, the, the overall picture of winning a championship or getting to the playoffs here is bigger satisfaction, bailing out and just taking the easy way out. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Mike Trout at spring training the other day talking about how he's not planning on asking out of Southern California, wants to stay with the Angels, wants to remain loyal, wants to win a championship there. I think it all sounds well and good. We'll see how what it actually produces for the Angels, especially the year after losing Shohei Otani up the freeway to the Dodgers. We'll get into our AL West preview in just a moment. So much more on the way in the final two hours here of BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's free. Download it, and then you take us with you, the entire BetQL Network, and catch up on what you may have missed with that rewind function, anything in the last 72 hours. And, of course, podcasts as well. You can download BetQL Daily wherever you get your podcasts. In 20 minutes, We play GTFO or Oh Yeah with some off-season movement of some big names in the NFL. Uh, Who is favored to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Who's maybe headed to Atlanta? No, it's not Justin Fields. And a future Hall of Fame running back to the Big D? Hmm. Those and others coming up in GTFO or Oh Yeah. As we've talked about throughout the day and will continue to, the NBA returns to action. Final third of the season gets started with 12 different games tonight. Our favorite plays on that slate coming up in about 40 minutes. Final hour includes our lightning bets, as well as Jared Smith of BetMGM's Live on the Line. We are at home upsetting Illinois fellow Penn Stater and Alex Monaco of MSG Network will join us to talk NBA in one hour I keep trying J-Rod J-Rod Jim Rodriguez in with me Chris Mack in for Aaron and Joe I keep trying to push Jake's buttons you keep poking Hassan Um, and he's gonna go into Pittsburgh and whoop your ass I'm just telling you man I've seen Jake karate chop people in the in the going to sleep so watch out Pittsburgh's kind of far though I don't know it's see I knew the I knew the millennial laziness would kick in. And now I don't know, though, Chris. There's a concert in Pittsburgh in June that I'm thinking about going to. I don't know. Taylor Which Swift? One? Don't you worry about it. Not Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that kind of money. Well, wait, now i got to look at the con- concert calendar um, and see what's happening in June. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just, just keep an eye open. That's all I'm saying. You know what you'll do? You know what you'll do? You will time it perfectly 
so that it is the same weekend that I am in Nashville. That's the kind of thing Jake Hassan would do, is he would time his trip to Pittsburgh perfectly so that it happens to not be while I am here, while I am actually out of town. That, that'll that happen. I could see that. I will Wait, have so that? hard if that's the case. You're not I'm, going a, I'm to in Kenny a conundrum. Wait. I'm in a conundrum. You're not going to I'm Kenny I'm going no, to Kenny I'm not, Chesney. I'm not a country Tampa. guy. You're going to Kenny Chesney in Tampa. Okay. Yeah, 420, hmm. April 20th at, oh, at Raymond God. James. That, let's see. What up? You're, you, what What are you coming to Pittsburgh for in June? I'm looking at the concert calendar. You're not a country music fan. It's not Brothers Osborne. AJR? You're coming for AJR, aren't you? <laughs> no. I'm coming for that state champs right in a day to remember. Oh. Where are they? Okay. Why is that not on my calendar? Taking back Sunday. That could be right up your alley. That's in July, though. Okay, sorry. Off the Pittsburgh concert calendar when Jake may pay me a visit uh, to pay me back for all of the constant needling over Illinois being upset by Penn State at Rec Hall last night, which I won't mention again, except maybe three more times. AL West. Until, until you do again. Yeah. <laughs> Triple threat match in the AL West last year, J-Rod. Man, this was – I remember doing five-star weekend with Sean Marash last summer, and every single Sunday morning we would have to do a check-in on the AL West because – you had the Astros, you had the Rangers, and the Mariners were a part of the mix right down until they really fell apart at the very bitter end. Um, I'm curious, before we get to the Angels and Trout and the wherever they may play A's and their win total being wildly low, let's talk about this triple threat match atop the AL West with the division champs, the Astros, new manager, the World Series champs, the Rangers, no Jordan Montgomery, and right there with them, the Seattle Mariners, who've done a little outfield shuffle, as it were, um, trading Kalenic to Atlanta. Mitch Haniger comes back from his one year away in San Francisco. Um, it, I don't, I don't suspect we get anything different this year. Like I think this is going to be a real knockdown, drag out six months between these three teams. It's the reason the numbers are so close with all three of them for the AL West. When you look at it, it's right there, all three of them. Astros at 115, Rangers 2-1, to one, Mariners 240. You're not going to get any huge value jumping on one over the other right now. We've talked about the Mariners' rotation. I mean, where is – I guess maybe that's the question, is where do you see a standout strength in one of these three teams – that can serve to separate it from the pack. Yeah, listen, you know, th- two games separated three of the all three of those teams. The Astros and Rangers mm-hmm. ended up both with 90 wins. Astros won the division uh, via a, a tiebreaker, and, and Mariners ended up on the outside looking in, two back. Seattle, to me, I think I, I'm not high on the Mariners. Uh, I, I just don't know where any of that offense is going to come from. I think the Mariners are going to give you a lot of unders. I think they've got maybe the best pitching staff and the, they definitely have the best pitching staff in that division could rival and maybe the best pitching staff in the league with Castillo and Gilbert and Kirby and Miller and Wu. They, they, they have the possibility of having five legit aces on that team. Problem is mm-hmm. other than J rod, other than Julio Rodriguez, who else is going to hit? I mean, we, you talked about Hanniger. Yeah. He hit 39 home runs two years ago, went to San Francisco and all of a sudden stopped hitting home runs, but you can't hit home runs in, in, in San Francisco. 
I just don't know where any of that offense is going to come. And I think over the long haul, that's what's going to hurt. The pitching will keep them in them, but I don't think Seattle gets there because I just don't think they have enough oomph uh, behind J-Rod. The Rangers, the Rangers, you almost wonder what this hangover is going to be. Bochy's the best guy, right? The guy's got four World Series titles. So if there's anybody that knows how to manage expectations post-World Series years, it's Bochy. But at the end of the day, Max Scherzer isn't right. They didn't re-sign. Jordan Montgomery still isn't isn't signed with anyone, let alone the Rangers. Jacob DeGrom, Mm -hmm. once again, coming back from injury. So it's Nathan Ovaldi and see what happens. I think the Rangers will just hit the snot out of the baseball. They still are going to, you know, with Seager and Seaman and Simeon and, 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 and Adolis Garcia, they're going to hit the snot out of that baseball in that ballpark. So I think once again, it's the Astros' division to lose. I think they're the most complete team, top to bottom. They've got two closers now that they added Josh Hader. Uh, it's, it still have Altuve. They have Jordan Alvarez, who if, if he can stay healthy, he's my pick to lead the majors in home runs. 92 yeah. and a half wins for the Astros. I think they clear that easily against a kind of a, a beaten up Angels and A's. I, I love them plus 115 to win the division and four to one to get back to the World Series. I, th- I think it's the Astros is to lose. It, I just love the fact that we have a division and, you know, the, the NL East is kind of like this as well um, because you've got the Braves and the Phils and. Uh, for people in New York, yeah, sure, I'll mention the Mets just to make feel good. Um, but you've got the Braves and the Phils, and in this division, division, you've got you've got three teams that can all hit. You know, and, and this is what now the difference is. Like you said, Seattle, I think, has the depth of rotation that once you get to October, you feel really good. The question for me will be, can they get to October? And like you mentioned, just missed two games out last year from finishing in what would have been a wild three-way tie between those teams atop the AL West. But Seattle can score. Now, they went cold down the stretch, and that's when I think they they had the issue with – my question will be if Seattle can put it all together all at once, more often than not, especially if they can get to October. Because the offense carried them for large portions of the season last year, and then when the offense fell off, the rotation was not there to lift them up. Um, with both Houston and Texas last year, y- you had a complete and total package with Seattle. It's about putting it all together. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, I think you hit your way into October and then you mm-hmm. get out of October with pitching. And I just don't know how, how Seattle hits their way into October. Again, unders, I'll take Mariner unders all year long and including their win total of 86 and a half. I mean, they had 88 last year, uh, I don't think they get to that. I, I think they're going to be in a lot of close games, but I just don't think they have enough, you know, and, and the angels and A's again, it's an unbalanced schedule. So you can't beat up on right. the A's. You can't beat up on the angels. Like you used to, you've got to everybody plays everybody this year, which means, you know, six or seven games less against the A's and six or seven games less against the angels. Which is how you end up with three teams at uh, basically 90 wins. The Mariners with 80, 88 mm-hmm. last year. And that's uh, that could certainly happen again this year. Uh, that's that's the one thing. And we haven't talked about the central divisions yet. And maybe we'll save that for another day when we're really looking to punish ourselves. But that's how you end up with a couple of division champions at 87 and 92 wins, respectively, in the AL and NL central divisions. Um, this I love the balanced schedule. I do because... You get to see more teams. It's, you know, I I could only take so many 
Pirates Brewers games, to be honest, yeah. right? Like, I don't you. need that 18 times a year. I There's a nice rivalry cooked up between all the teams in each division, and that's good. You play 12 times, whatever it may be, 12, 13 times. Take those other games, spread them out. I do like the balanced schedule, but you're right. It can lead to some heavyweights all residing in the same division, and that's what we've got atop the AL West. And then we have the Angels. 71 and a half wins. Uh, we heard Mike Trout's comments to start the segment and to start spring training for the Angels out West. What do we make of that? If you're Mike Trout, do you really believe that? Or are you just saying that so that you can be the leader? So you can create the positive vibe that's necessary for this team to try and make something out of nothing this year? I think the the reality is is unlike Anthony Rendon, I think Trout mm-hmm. knows h- how to speak to the media and knows how to work the system. At the end of the day, Mike Trout is still owed over seven years, two hundred and forty eight million dollars. Now, for a Mike Trout, maybe that's cheap now. Maybe that's a bargain, but. He has played an average of 79 games the last three seasons. So if he is going to get out of Anaheim, who is going to take that contract knowing that you're on the hook for seven more years at a guy who doesn't play half your games? Okay, Injuries are part of the game. I get it. But we're a decade into Mike Trout now. So is this going to be the norm of him not being able to play 80 games? Is he a full-time DH now? Which, listen, that's fine. But seven years, $248 million. And it could be that's why the Phillies, the Mets, uh, any other team hasn't pulled the trigger on a deal because I need to see you play a whole season. I guarantee you, Mike Trout plays a full season this year, gets back to 44 homers, buck 15, hits around 300. He's a, he is somewhere else in 2025. Yeah. That's, that's which is great for Mike Trout, right? And especially bring him back east where I think more of the country would get to see him more often and all that. that, that that's wonderful. The problem is Mike Trout alone can't lift this lineup up out of the muck. Like that... You look at this lineup, you look at this rotation, this roster is just not built to win more than max, maybe. Even if they have a good year and Mike Trout goes off, and like you mentioned, J-Rod stays healthy, plays 150, 155 games, hits 35 homers, and looks like peak Mike, peak healthy Mike Trout, this is still like a 76, 77-win team, even if everything breaks right. He can't drag this team kicking and screaming to October. I mean, I I think the word to say in Anaheim, and maybe, you know, and maybe it's because you you play in a tourist town like Anaheim is, they're just generic. They're not name brand. Mm -hmm. Everything is, is just kind of sanitized with the angels i mean nothing nothing pops off the page nothing makes you say you know what hey if patrick sandoval if if reed detmers who what reed detmers okay maybe you know there was kind of rumblings about blake snell maybe signing a short-term deal with the angels they they you know i love ron washington and if anybody can turn something around it is uncle uncle wash but I mean, he'll shoot. He had Anthony Rendon fielding ground balls the other day, so it's already a good start in Anaheim. (laughs) Meanwhile, the A's don't even know where they're going to play, right? Like, the A's are 
they may be in Oakland for another couple extra years. They they may have to go to Sacramento. They may who knows? But 56 and a half. It's a tempting under for me. It really is. I don't know how they get to 57 wins, J-Rod. Well, the the only the, the A's have already won this year. First of all, they hired a, the first female primary broadcaster uh, to be their play-by-play. Okay. And those spring training hats, the yellow with the green A's, chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. Welcome back into BeckQL Daily. Alongside Jim Rodriguez, I'm Chris Mack, Aaron and Joe off. And, yes, we will get into that NBA slate a dozen games tonight as they get back into action post-All-Star break in 20 minutes. And in 40 minutes, Alex Monaco of MSG Network with his favorite angles and plays on tonight's NBA action. Plus, we still got to catch up with Jared Smith of BetMGM's Live on the Line and Fox Sports Radio to talk about, well, a little bit of everything in the final hour before we get to our lightning bets. GTFO, we're, oh, yeah, decidedly NFL-flavored today as we talk big names and where they could end up this coming season. But Jake wanted to make an argument. This could almost be a GTFO or oh yeah item. A's 56 and a half wins over the total, Jake. GTFO or oh yeah. You're saying yes? Yeah, I'm in on this uh, sicko bet of the week. Uh, A's over win total. <laughs> I just, I was looking at it and 56 and a half is the low. I saw a tweet, lowest win total we've ever seen. Ever. So it's like, yeah, they're bad. But listen, they won 50 last year. And I think they actually got better legitimately. So here's my thinking around this. It's part of why I like the Royals for the AL Central on just a lesser level. I'm not saying that the A's are going to win 80 games. I'm not even saying they're going to win 70 games. But I think they could be in that 60 to 62 range. I still think they'll lose 100 games. But I think 56 and a half is too low. And this is why. I like the young players, the young core that they've assembled. Zach Geloff, I think, is going to be an all-star. I think that guy is a 25-25 player. I think he's unbelievable. They have Mason Miller right now in the bullpen, but he can also start. He's their number one overall prospect. He was on the roster last year before he dealt with an elbow issue that sidelined him for the year. He's back. He throws 105. He's unbelievable. Great closer at the back end of the bullpen right now. Could be a starter as well. Tyler Soderstrom is a first baseman slash catcher who can go in and out of the lineup. He's got a ton of power. Shea Langoliers, their primary catcher, is a guy who could have 30 home run power. Ryan Noda showed flashes as far as home run power shows last year. He was in the AL Rookie of the Year race for a little bit as well. And they have these other ancillary pieces like Brent Rooker and Seth Brown who are you know, average major leaguers. They're not going to wow you, but they're guys that belong on a major league roster. At least other teams would employ them is what I'm saying. And the biggest thing for me with the A's is kind of like with the Royals where they have actual pitchers this year. They brought in Alex Wood, who's been in the league for a decade and who's been an all-star. They brought in Ross Stripling, who didn't have the best year last year, but he's pitched in postseason games. He's been in big spots. JP Sears had a nice year for the A's last year. So I just think that given the fact that they have actual major league players, as opposed to like the three of us out there and they have some yeah. young rising stars. I just think a historically low win total is selling them a little short. Again, I don't think they're going to win 80 games. I don't think they're going to diamondbacks this thing, but I think they could be in that 60 to 65 range. All right. Compelling argument. I mean, I'll, I you bought did it. You. you did. I bought you it. did all your homework. My seriously, my, my only thing about the starting pitching and yeah, you're right. They added veterans is like, what happens when 
Alex Wood goes on the IL for two weeks in the middle of July or Ross Stripling gets put on the shelf for a month and those veteran starting pitchers. I understand they have a bunch of high-end prospects, starting prospects at AAA, but are those guys ready? Maybe that's the thing is all those guys actually get an opportunity and they all hit it once. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I just just to put a button on it because I don't know if we want to. I don't. I don't know if we want this to be to be too much A's talk. I don't think they have this much A's talk in in, in the Bay Area. Is I think what a, a stripling and a wood bring is not necessarily what they would bring on the mound is when they bring in the clubhouse. Because I think I think when you have a bunch of kids and there's nobody there that teaches you how to be a big leaguer, you just kind of yeah do what you think a big leaguer does. Now these guys, even if Wood is out, even if he misses two weeks or whatever, I think he can teach these guys how to be big leaguers, how to act like big leaguers, how to go through the grind, how to not accept, uh, you know, a fifty-win season, that sort of stuff, and how to get through it, and how to and how to, and how to get through slumps, and how to get through and, and push forward. And just because of that, now these guys could get traded by the end of the year, but I think oh, yeah. fifty-six and a half, a historically low total. I'll take the over. I think they're. I think they can run into seven more wins than they did last year. Can teach them exciting new things like how to manage the catacombs of Oakland Alameda Coliseum when the sewage backs up into the training room. Um, Let the rats go she, first, and then you go. Yeah, yeah that's, there's a traffic light at the intersection of the hallways. Um, all right, GTFO or oh yeah, NFL themed today. Where are these big names going to end up? Mario has uh, accumulated a handful of names, both rookies and established veterans, who will be on the move. The rookies we know will be on the move because they're coming into the league. The veterans will definitely be on the move as well. So, Mario, what do you got for us? Hey, pleasure to join you guys on a fantastic Thursday. All right, GTFO, oh yeah, Russell Wilson being minus 250 to the Pittsburgh Steelers is out. Rageous. Chris Mack, I'll start with you. GTFO, oh yeah. And do you want Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh? Do you want him to be a Yizer? A, y- a Yinzer? No. Um, oh. And a Yizer. Yeah, that's okay. He said. A Yizer. A that's an indie term. So I got that. I got those two mixed up. Shocker. Y- Yiz uh, is an indie term. I got that mixed up. Uh, 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 no. Did, did you see the face I was making earlier? Nobody wants Russell Wilson here. No, nobody does. No, nobody. It, minus two fifty. The only way this happens is, and, and there there is a path to this, and I'll explain how it makes sense. Is Mike Tomlin doesn't the, the organization doesn't help Mike Tomlin get the Justin Fields deal done. Mike Tomlin would love to have Justin Fields. He liked Justin Fields when he was coming out in the draft. It didn't make sense to them at that point because they thought they were going to get more mileage out of Roethlisberger, whatever. It was what it was. It was dumb. They should have jumped on a quarterback when they could, and they didn't. So now they're in this position with Kenny Pickett as their guy. Tomlin will continue to give Pickett opportunities, unfortunately, because he's got to look like he's saving face on that pick for the organization. The only way it works is, look, they're not going to go out and pay Kirk Cousins. They're not. This is They're just not. This team has so much money committed to the defensive side of the football they're not going to commit $30, $35 million to Kirk Cousins. Not going to happen. So if they can't get a deal done for Fields and they don't want to pay for Cousins and they still think they need some kind of legitimate, you know, break glass in case of a of Kenny Pickett emergency quarterback, Russell Wilson will be the guy because they don't have to pay Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is getting paid entirely by the Broncos next year. His entire salary, wherever he goes, will be an offset against whatever he gets paid by the Broncos. So, you 
Russell Wilson could get a contract to pay him a hundred bucks next year, wherever he goes. It doesn't matter. Wherever he goes, he's getting 30 plus mil next year and the Broncos will pay the majority of it. The Steelers and the Rooney family could see that as an opportunity to get a veteran quarterback on the cheap. And they may jump at that opportunity. If Wilson doesn't have any other bites, maybe it's a one-year deal to prove it to the rest of the league that he still has something, and they've got some sort of weird uh, amalgamation of Russell Wilson and Kenny Pickett at quarterback. But I don't like it for me as a Steelers fan, nor for the team as a whole. Minus two and minus two fifty. I'm not betting on. He's not that heavy a favorite to come to Pittsburgh, J. Rod. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, to to, to me. It, it, a lot of dominoes have to fall. So I'm going to say, oh, yeah, it is outrageous that he's minus 250 because uh, the business is still business. And you make a tremendous point that whoever whoever signs Russell Wilson can get him for a dollar and a half, you know, whatever minimum wage is in, in the NFL. And, and you got yourself Russell Wilson. I, I can see Russell Wilson coming somewhere to sort of push a quarterback and maybe be a backup because you're not paying them any money. It's not coming out of your pocket. You you have a $30 million backup, but it's not coming out of your pocket. I could see Russell going to Tampa. I could see him going somewhere else to, to sort of push, maybe even Tennessee to push. Because at the end of the day, Russell Wilson's skills have deteriorated. Pittsburgh, when theory makes sense, because all you got to do is hand the ball off. But I don't think I want that in the clubhouse. And now if anybody can manage those expectations, anybody who can make Russell Wilson sort of uh, a pilot palatable, it is Mike Tomlin. But you almost wonder if Mike Tomlin's tired of that nonsense. And you almost wonder if Tomlin's going to be pissed if they don't get Justin Fields and saying, now another traffic cone, you did this to me again. Right. Well, for whatever, I'm not, I'm not going to, now I am going to leave. Yeah. Cause he's only got one year left on his deal too. So if, if Mike Tomlin doesn't get an extension before the season, which is a tradition with the Roonies and the Steelers and their head coaches going back to the Chuck Knoll days, that they get an extension of multiple. So they've always got multiple years on their deal. So they don't have a lame duck head coach. Mike Tomlin may say, yeah, you know what? You went out and got me Russell Wilson instead of Justin Fields. This is a great point, J-Rod. And you guys know Deuces. that we ain't got much in Pickett. I can't believe you didn't do more to help me. Uh, if they go, you know, nine and eight and flame out in the wild card round again, guess what he's, yeah, I'll go make some money doing TV or maybe I'll just go hang out somewhere for a while on a beach with my toes in the sand. He's a ball coach, an old ball coach who loves football and would hate to walk away from it. But if you were to not get the extension going into the season and get another sort of stopgap situation at quarterback, that's a really great point. I don't, I don't maybe he doesn't want to do it anymore. Agree with you guys. If I could also want a young guy to kind of get another dynasty of the Steelers going. And I really hope that for you, Matt, because uh, you guys have been suffering a little bit. Small hands pick it. it. He was never it. All right. Uh, GTFO or oh, yeah. You mentioned Kirk Cousins. So let's go to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins to the Falcons at three to one is worth a bet. GTFO or oh, yeah, J-Rod. Kirk Cousins leaves Minnesota, goes out, goes down to Atlanta and uh, takes over for the Falcons. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a great uh, call for them. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's their first choice. Uh, but at three to one, I'd make that bet because, listen, I, th- I think I think Justin Fields, I think it's between the Steelers and the Falcons. I think I would, you know, I think if, if sorry, Mac, I think he's better off in Atlanta because he's got more tools. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I agree. And I think 
And I think his skill set fits in that Atlanta offense better. Um, but if, if, if neither one of those happens and, and Atlanta needs a quarterback, I think Kirk Cousins is an excellent situation. I still think Kirk Cousins, you know, blasphemy as it is, I think the best spot for Kirk Cousins is Washington. But I think three to one, worth a bet to go to the Falcons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got to agree with J-Rod. That to, the Falcons at this point, other than Washington, because – he doesn't want to go back to Washington and deal with that again, I don't think. I know, different ownership, different coaching staff, all that. doesn't matter. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm not interested in going back to you like that land. Um, Atlanta makes sense with all the weapons, as you pointed out, J-Rod. At 3-1, to one, that is worth a bet. Oh, yeah, I like that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Kirk Cousins to Atlanta. You heard it here first. Uh, three to one. You can bet that right now if you want to. Uh, next one, GTFO. Oh, yeah, this one disgusted me, so I'm interested to hear what you guys would have to say. Uh, the Raiders will take J.J. McCarthy first round in the draft. You can get that at six to one. And Chris Mack, you're, you're giving a little smile right now. Why does that and, disgust no, go you that J.J. McCarthy could end up in Vegas? I like. I just think there's better options than JJ McCarthy. Like I don't okay. I get the. I wanted to make sure it wasn't your Chargers yeah. fandom shining through, and that you were worried about JJ McCarthy. Because I'll say oh, it again. God no. Okay, good, yeah. good, good, good. We're on the same page here, then, Mario. This is so. What I if like. anything, shouldn't because... you, Mario, want them to draft JJ McCarthy? That's a fair point. Yeah, but for some reason, I just. Not that big fan of J.J. McCarthy. I don't know why, dude. Rubbed me the wrong way. Well, then, yeah, to Jake's point, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great for him to end up in Vegas? Because then you could watch him flame out and the Raiders be a big pile of trash again? You sound scared. I don't worry Mario. about my enemies. I worry about myself. Uh, you sound scared. Never scared, baby. <laughs> Makes sense. Like that today. Uh, J.J. McCarthy 6-1 to one to go to the Raiders is a great bet. I love it. This is exactly the kind of thing I could see the Raiders doing, right? Let's say quarterbacks go one, two, three at the top of the draft, and it comes around to the Raiders, and they panic, right? Wouldn't be the first time that happened. And old Bullcut Davis goes, well, everybody, we need a quarterback. I just imagine him speaking like that, by the way. I've never actually heard him speak, but I imagine uh, he talks like that, Mark Davis. Oh, we need a quarterback, everybody. We should probably draft one now, right now. And everybody goes, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a giant overdraft right now, Mark. We can't do that. We can't. No, oh, no. Bo Nix? Okay, if you're going to make us, can we take Bo Nix? I don't like him all that much. How is he? He's older than me. He's 73. No, no, no. Coach, he's good. He's established. He's ready for the NFL. Oh, what about, uh, oh, who's that guy that won the national championship last year? Huh? J.J. McCarthy, Mark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. Let's draft him. That is exactly the kind of thing I could see the Raiders doing. Wildly overdrafting, 
the guy who's going to be this class's Kenny Pickett, overdrafted in the middle of the first round at quarterback, and three years from now, everybody will be looking at and going, we know he's not it. Why does this organization that took him not know that he is not it? Yes, I love that bet. Six to one, McCarthy to the Raiders. Oh, yeah, J-Rod, I'm on board. GTFO with a couple of other O's. I mean, listen, Mark Davis is, is, is a loose cannon. And my favorite cigar place that I go to, it's a lounge, it's, it's in, in Vegas, is actually a big Raider bar. And Mark Davis goes there all the time. And I got to meet Mark Davis. And Does yes, he, talk like that? he had his damn uh, little, little deeper voice, but close. Well, J.J. McCarthy, I think it's great. But he had his Raiders satin jacket on. Come on, Mark. We know who you are. Of course he did. Everybody knows that haircut. We don't need to see the jacket to know who you are, Mark. We see the haircut and we know exactly who you are. It was awful. (laughs) He talks like Tony the Tiger. He did buy me a cocktail, so Mark. He's great. Um, NBA returns to action tonight. A dozen games on tap. We roll through the slate next year on BetQL Daily. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. So we've previewed the AL West. We've tried to find a way for the A's to more than 56 and a half wins and also try to figure out who the heck is going to win that battle royal of a division and listen to what Mike Trout had to say. We've already talked NBA award markets as the final third of the season. The stretch run gets going here. Uh, We've tried to find future homes for some big-name NFL free agents. A lot going on in college basketball last night again because, well, college basketball. Uh, If you've missed anything today on BetQL Daily, that's why you have your Odyssey app. Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can rewind to anything in the last 72 hours on the BetQL network, and of course, everything's posted as a podcast later in the day as well. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you subscribe to BetQL Daily here live on the BetQL network. We are coast to coast with you and on twitch.tv slash BetQL as well as YouTube. Odyssey Sports. Jared Smith of BetMGM's live on the line every afternoon on the Stadium Network. He will join us at 1120 Eastern. So in about 40 minutes, 20 minutes from now, Alex Monaco of MSG Network with some of his favorite plays and angles for the first full slate of NBA action post-All-Star break. Jim Rodriguez alongside myself, Chris Mack. J-Rod, we've talked plenty over the last week and a half about where the association sits at the break, right? We talked about the the all-star festivities. We are now ready to dive back in to the final third of the season. We've gone division by division. We've looked at all of these uh, futures and award markets. Now we get the first night of actual action on the hardwood. Let's start with any games you like. I've got a couple that I'm definitely in on and a couple that I want to get your opinion on, but I'll let you get us started, see if we cross over, if we overlap at all here. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Maybe because, you know, it's been, you know, almost a week, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm hungry for some NBA, you know what I mean? I, I've, I've been, I've, I've been going through my Instagram ready for some NBA traps, some thirst trap NBA games, <laughs> and I think, I've, I think I found some here. I see, what just, I see where Justin Fields is going here. Bonk, bonk. See? I see what he's doing here. Um, 
it, it feels like like some really awesome like playoff almost conference final matchups tonight and i want to start in, in in oklahoma city great steakhouse by the way i think it's called mahogany great if you're in oklahoma city go get go get the steak at mahogany but um clippers thunder right talk about heavyweight matchup um it's the clippers on the road getting what is it one and a half i like mm-hmm. the clippers in this game money lines only minus 105 clippers have more size than the thunder i think oklahoma city we're going to start seeing how this gordon haywood how they work him into the lineup if Kawhi plays you get their big three together uh, I, I like the clippers in this game i, th- I think it's going to be first of all it should be a track meet at 230 at 236 and a half in this game yeah, yeah. 235 yeah. yeah first of all let's take that but i like the clippers straight up money line on this game this one is probably going to be the one i'm watching tonight with a nice cold beverage uh this is going to be fun yeah hayward you mentioned uh interesting to see how they start to fold him in that veteran presence that the thunder needed to go out and get some of my takeaways from the all-star break include the fact that you know there wasn't a lot of effort on the floor during the All-Star game. That's been talked about plenty. No, but man. one of the guys I one of the guys I saw out there actually giving some effort was Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like SGA sure. looked like he wanted to you know, it's like the first day at a new school and you want to impress everybody. He went out there and he he gave as close to max effort as anybody was giving in the All-Star game. He actually looked like he was still playing competitive basketball, unlike most of the other guys out on the floor. And I think that youthful energy will carry itself into the second half. I'm actually on the other side here. I like OKC at home, laying the point, point and a half, whatever it may be. Um, You can even go money line here if you don't want to mess with the points because regardless of what side you're on, Clippers are minus 105, Thunder are minus 115. It's not like you're laying a lot of juice here. Um, I, I think the Thunder come out sort of rejuvenated, re-energized. Now, we'll see how far that youthful energy can carry them down the stretch, right? We've talked about that plenty in a very in uber-competitive Northwest division where they're battling with the T-Wolves, battling for the Nuggets, battling with these very same Clippers in the top three or four of the Western Conference standings down the stretch. I do wonder, what did James Harden get into over the break? You know, I, I, I wonder, um, is Kawhi Leonard going to be a hundred percent, you know, dollar, dollar, dollar bills, y'all dollar, dollar, dollar bills. (laughs) Exactly. You're telling me Harden wasn't off somewhere where he was able to make it rain. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think a fresh, young, hungry team against a hungover James Harden. I don't know that for a fact. It's just a guess. Um, but I would argue Mac. Oklahoma City would be a great place to go dry out after a big party. So, you know, they didn't they didn't get Fair to point. Oklahoma City today. They were probably there Last yesterday. Night. Yeah. You know? Probably. I'm just saying. Um, I'm just I saying. hear you. I I I think I'm allegedly. on the thunder in this spot. But allegedly, yeah. I, I'm on the thunder in this spot, but I like the fact that we're looking at one of the that we're both looking at a similar at, at the same game here. Because there are there's a yeah. lot of big spreads tonight on this first slate after the the all-star break. You see a lot of big numbers. Um, in fact, one of those big numbers is one I wanted to ask you about before I give you another play that I really like, like the Celtics laying eight and a half at Chicago. This feels like a game that the Celtics walk in again, Tatum and Brown, you know, Jalen Brown did what he did at the all-star festivities, whether you were impressed by it or not. Um, 
I just think the Celtics, this is they look at this as an opportunity. It's it's sort of converse to what I mentioned with the Thunder in that, you know, a young, hungry team like OKC, they want to go out and get the momentum going. I think the Celtics just look at it as kind of like a continuation. Like, hey, most of us spent a week at the beach or a long weekend at the beach. Um, a couple of us had to go to Indy and do the All-Star stuff. But for the most part, we got up off our feet. And the depth of this team carries them in Chicago tonight. But that eight and a half is a lot. I won't, I'm, I'm always like hesitant, right? To say one game out of 82 defines a season. I, I'm not saying right. that. I'm always, I'm always hesitant to do that. But if, if you're Joe Missoula and you're trying to, to spread a narrative to your team, right? When, when you're so good, best team in the East, how do you keep these guys motivated? Remember, we talked about how he said, oh, clearly winning doesn't matter in this league because we should have had more all-stars, right? I think it's a way to mm-hmm. us against the world kind of thing. And I think for them to go into Chicago tonight and lay the wood on the Bulls, I think it's important to them to as a team as a team to say, listen, we are going to keep going. Break, no break, here we go. We're business as usual. We're going to pound these guys and get out of here. We're going to go in, you know, you know, kiss their girlfriends and drink their beer, and we're out of here. So I'll take the Celtics laying eight and a half in, in that game. I like, the, I like the total, 225 and a half. I like that more than anything. If I were to make a bet, it would be the, it would be the over. But I wouldn't surprise me if the Celtics covered that number. Just, again, narrative, Joe Mazzula just trying to push these guys. Business as usual, fellas. Another one I like, and tell me what you think of this. Give me any other plays that you're a big fan of tonight in the first full slate of NBA action returning post-All-Star break. I like Golden State at home against the LeBronless Lakers. It's five and a half, um, but I I just think Golden State, the way they played the last couple weeks going into the break, this is a team out back until they start to cool off again. It looks to me like they found some things coming out of the Draymond suspension, uh, Clay is starting to look like himself a little bit again. Steph is Steph. Um, that hasn't changed at all. Golden State laying five and a half at home against the Lakers. I really like as well. Yeah, it, it, this is this is an interesting game because, again, to your point, no LeBron, um, and both teams were hot. Like you know, both teams won six out of seven to close uh, before the All Star break. You know, for the for the Lakers, they beat the Celtics, the Pelicans, the Knicks. The, while the Golden State, you know, their wins. I don't know how impressive they were. They beat a, you know, a banged up Philly team. They beat Indy and they beat mm-hmm. Phoenix again, which was banged up. Uh, I, th- I think the Lakers and, and Warriors are settling into, I think they know they're playing game teams. I don't think they, they know they're going to be able to catch anybody or get out of the playing game situation. I think you're managing LeBron. I think Golden State is a good bet tonight, uh, laying that five and a half, despite how well they've played. Both teams hammered the Jazz, by the way, before the All-Star break. Yep. So, I like Golden State in that game, but the one game that jumps out at me uh, in terms of when you mentioned big spread is Orlando and the Cavs. It's okay? another one, yeah. Seven and a half. Cleveland's at home. They have been on fire, right? Absolutely on fire. 23 and five, their last 28. 18 and two since New Year's Day. Uh, they have been on fire. They've beaten the Magic both games, but know this the Magic are the best team against the spread in the NBA. 35 and 18 against the number this year. Seven and a half. I know it's young. I know it's on the road. 
but maybe the rest. I like the Magic. I don't know if they'll win. I like the Magic getting the seven and a half because they have covered all year. Man, that's not a bad call. Magic on the road in Cleveland. That would be that would not be they what I expect from the Cavs coming out of the break. Right. They don't have to win. They just got to give the Cavs a little bit of a scare. Maybe that's the the narrative there is the Magic go in, give the Cavs a little bit of a scare, and give Cleveland the sort of smelling salts they need to wake up from the all-star break and continue to plow through the final third of the season the way they have the middle third of the season. That's not a bad call. One more I'll throw at you. Mavs at home opening up the final third of the season against the Suns, only laying a point and a half. The Mavs went into the break super hot. Luka looks like Luka. Kyrie looks like Pete Kyrie. They've added some depth inside, protecting the rim a little bit. I like Dallas laying the point and a half against uh, a less than healthy Suns. I'm not sure what the deal is with Bradley Beal tonight either. We'll have to check that before tip. I love me some Mavs. I love Dallas. I love the city. I love the team. I love Luka. Give me the Mavs all the way. My 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 eleven to one Western Conference champs ticket is riding on it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You got your conference champs ticket. We've both got uh, Southwest Division tickets on the Mavs as well uh, to see if they can carry that momentum that they carried. Like I said, into the All Star break, through it now, and into the final third of the season. Plenty to talk about in a little more than 20 minutes, about 25 minutes from now with Jared Smith of Fox Sports Radio and BetMGM's Live on the Line. But coming up next, one team we didn't talk about on this full slate. A really interesting game. I wouldn't bet it. Knicks visiting the Sixers tonight in Philly and some big news out of New York. Could be surgery on the horizon for one of their key pieces. We'll talk to Alex Monaco of MSG Network about that, host of the Better Half Hour on MSG. He joins us next here on BetQL Daily.